Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus as we celebrate literacy together. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to GV Talks Books. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and we are back to talk about The Little House in the Big Woods, Chapter 7. So we left off in Chapter 6 last week, and this week we not only got to enjoy the chapter, but we got to enjoy um, some fun activities in the library with STEAM Week. So we have one of our uh, third graders with us to chat with us today, and we have my co-host. So um, Everett, I will start with you. Can you tell us your first and last name and who your teacher is? Okay, my first name is Everett, and my last name is McNinchy, and my teacher is Ms. Schmidt. Wonderful. And my wonderful co-host, if you can share with our listeners. Uh, Mrs. Norseth Aporn, I'm the librarian at Genesee Valley. Beautiful. So we are here, like I said, to talk about Chapter 7 in our book, Little House in the Big Woods, by Laurel Ingalls Wilder. And this chapter is called Sugar Snow. Everett, can you tell our listeners why do you think our chapter was called Sugar Snow this week? Our chapter, I think it because it's called Sugar Snow is because... In the season that the people in the book, that Little House in the, in the Big Woods, um, why they're calling it Sugar Snow is because right now it's in the season of making maple syrup from maple trees. Awesome. And we kind of are right in that same timeline right now. So it's almost time for us to get started as well. So before we get into our discussion for the week, I'm going to hand it over to Mrs. Norseth Porn to read us our passage of the week from Chapter 7, Sugar Snow. So our listeners, Everett, myself, we're going to lean back, relax, and listen as Mrs. Nurse at the Porn shares with us Sugar Snow. Okay. After Pa took them on his knee as he sat before the fire and told them about his day at Grandpa's and the Sugar Snow. All winter, Pa said, Grandpa has been making wooden buckets and little troughs. He made them of cedar and white ash, for those woods won't give a bad taste to the maple syrup. To make the troughs, he split out little sticks as long as my hand and as big as my two fingers. Near one end, Grandpa cut the stick half through and split only half off. This left him a flat stick with a square piece at one end. Then with a bit, he bored a hole lengthwise through the square part. With his knife, he whittled the wood till it was only a thin shell around the round hole. The flat part of the stick he hollowed out with it his knife till it was a little trough. He made dozens of them and he made 10 new wooden buckets. He had them all ready when the first warm weather came and the sap began to move in the trees. Then he went into the maple woods and with the bit he bored a hole in each maple tree and he hammered the round end of the little trough into the hole and he set a cedar bucket on the ground under the flat end. The sap you know is the blood of a tree. It comes up from the roots when warm weather begins in the spring, and it goes to the very tip of each branch and twig to make the green leaves grow. 
When the maple sap came into the hole in the tree, it ran out of the tree, down the little trough, and into the bucket. Oh, it didn't hurt the poor tree, Laura asked. No more than it hurts you when you prick your finger and it bleeds, said Pa. Every day, Grandpa puts on his boots and his warm coat and his fur cap, and he goes out into the snowy woods and gathers the sap. With a barrel on a, sl on a sled, he drives from tree to tree and empties the sap from the buckets into the barrel. Then he hauls it to a big iron kettle that hangs by a chain from a cross timber between two trees. He empties the sap into the iron kettle. There's a big bonfire under the kettle, and the sap boils, and Grandpa watches it carefully. The fire must be hot enough to keep the sap boiling, but not, not hot enough to make it boil over. Every few minutes, the sap must be skimmed. Grandpa skims it with a big, long-handled wooden ladle that he made of basswood. When the sap gets too hot, Grandpa lifts ladlefuls of it high in the air and pours it back slowly. This cools the sap a little and keeps it from boiling too fast. When the sap has boiled down just enough, he fills the buckets with syrup. After that, he boils the sap until it grains, and then he cools it in a saucer. The instant the sap is graining, Grandpa jumps to the fire and rakes it out from beneath the kettle. And then as fast as he can, he ladles the thick syrup into the milk pans that are standing ready. In the pans, the syrup turns to cakes of hard brown maple sugar. So that's why it's a sugar snow, because Grandpa is making sugar, Laura asked. No, Pa said. It's called a sugar snow because a snow this time of year means that men can make more sugar. You see this little cold spell, and the snow will hold back the leafing of the trees, and that makes a longer run of sap. When there's a long run of sap, it means that Grandpa can make enough maple sugar to last the year for common every day. When he takes his furs to town, he will not need to trade for much store sugar. He will only get a little store sugar to have on the table when company comes. Grandpa must be glad there's a sugar snow, Laura said. Yes, Pa said, he's very glad. He's going to sugar off again next Monday, and he says we all must come. Pa's blue eyes twinkled. He'd been saving the best for last, and he said to Ma, hey, Caroline, there'll be a dance. Ma smiled. She looked very happy, and she laid down her mending for a moment. Oh, Charles, she said. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I loved this chapter uh, this week, especially because, like we mentioned, it is our timeline for where we live right now. We are starting to see the maple tree starting to get tapped in some of our local restaurants and businesses in our area who do maple sugar and uh, maple syrup are starting to start that process. And it's so nice to see for me because I feel like that is a sign that spring is rolling around where the weather is just starting to turn. <laughs> Absolutely. Sunshine is coming out. That means warmer weather. Oh, we're getting so close. So, you know, on the day of the sugar snow, Grandpa worked hard to make maple sugar for the family's baking needs all year. Uh, who here likes to eat maple syrup? I know I love it. How about you, Everett? Do you like uh, some maple syrup? I, I love maple syrup. I always actually... Every time I go to the restaurant in Portville, um, I I always get one of those big waffles, and they have um, Cool Whip, and then they have fruit, and then I always put syrup on it. So I put syrup on my waffles, and then I put them on my pancakes, too. Oh, that sounds delicious. And sounds yummy. <laughs> that restaurant, 
that Everett is talking about is Sprague's, and it is in Portville, New York. It is absolutely delicious. I love going to Sprague's. Uh, how about you, Mrs. Newsworth-Porn? Do you like some maple syrup? Oh, I love maple syrup. Yes, on pancakes, um, and cottage cheese, actually, I've had maple syrup. Gives it a little sweet flavor to it. Very nice on my meal. So there's lots of different ways that you could use maple syrup, definitely. Love it. I always put it on my scrambled eggs. Oh, yes. Maple syrup on eggs. Yes. I agree. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and there is another restaurant in our area that is also known for its maple syrup besides Sprague's. Mrs. Norsethaporn, can you share a little bit about that place? That is um, the Maple Tree Inn, Cartwright's Maple Tree Inn, and it is just getting ready to open. I believe it opens on the 16th of February, which is exciting. They had a very short season last year, so uh, we're all very excited to, uh, to go get us some pancakes. And they have buckwheat pancakes there, which are real thin, and they're kind of like wheat almost. I don't know. They just taste different than when I make them at home when I go. So that's another place that you can go to get your, uh, um, what town is that in? It's in, it's in Birdsville, I'm going to say, I would say Birdsville that way. Yeah. Short track in the area. Also very nice. I think, I believe Sprague's does it as well. If you visit the Maple Tree Inn, sometimes you can go downstairs and actually see the process. So they have, you can walk through and see them. Uh, making maple syrup, or uh, see the um, equipment that they use to do it, because they do make their own syrup right in-house. I've, yes. I've definitely done that at the Pancake House, too. Yeah, you've gone, you've gone downstairs, Everett, and seen them making it down there? Yeah, I do that every year. Very it is good. so fun. Yeah, you're right. Sprague's does something similar. Uh, when you stand in line at Sprague's, you can see all of their big boilers and all of their big equipment. Uh, and then in the back, they have trails that you can walk along so that you can see like the lines that they, they tap the maple trees with. So it is so neat. So whether you do it, uh, you know, at either place, it is is really neat to just be able to see how they do it. And uh, Mrs. Norsethaporn, you shared a fact with our students this week about how much you actually have to have. Can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, when we were talking about the process and reading about it, and then we eat the yummy syrup, lots of kids said, oh, I'm going to go home and have my mom make this for me. And I said, well, she definitely could, but it's a lot of hard work. So it takes 70 gallons of sap, which is the clear sugar water, is what it looks like, that comes out of maple tree, 70 gallons of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. So it's a lot of hard work and collecting and boiling. So uh, you can definitely do it at home. Lots of people do it, like have little uh, uh, sugar houses that they make their own maple syrup in, but it's a lot of work. It sounds it. It sounds it, and it always impresses me when I hear that people did this so long ago, uh, that they've been making syrup all this time because of how hard work it is and it's still hard work even with all of our new technology uh it's still a lot to do so it just amazes me 
The other part in our chapter this week was that Pa had some exciting news for Ma and the girls. And we got a little preview in that, even in the passage that we heard. Everett, what did Pa share with Ma and the girls that they were going to be able to attend soon? Um, Pa shared with the girls that there was going to be a dance. And, um... I think the mom was the most excited because she wanted to wear her dress and she was talking all about it and it seemed like she was pretty excited for it. I agree with you, Ever. She absolutely seemed excited. You know, she got to get her fancy dress out. Mrs. N, what do you think? Oh, it sounds like it was a very big deal, something. And if you think about our story, we don't have neighbors, right? Together often it's a big deal for them to get together for them to be visiting uh, one person's home and I have to assume that it's not just a dance between grandpa and pa's family but lots of neighbors are going to be coming in so it sounds very exciting I think it's a big event for them I can kind of relate and maybe Everett you can too uh, even in when we came back to school in the fall Right? We're so used to being around so many people and seeing so many different people in our daily life. And then in the spring when we all had to be at home, I missed seeing people so much. And so when we came back in the fall and I got to see people, I was just so excited to see them face-to-face instead of through a computer. Everett, yeah. did, you, did you have excitement to see people? Um, yeah, I was pretty excited when we went full remote for like six months um I was like I was like it was just really too much to handle because I had to get on this zoom then a different zoom and then finish half of my worksheets and then get on another one and it's it was really hard too so I was pretty excited too and um I hope that we get um five days a week again that would be awesome, wouldn't it, Everett, to have five days a week. Uh, but even just to be able to see you guys the two weeks you're here makes me so excited. I can only imagine how Pa, Ma, and the girls feel not seeing people ever and then being able to go to a dance and see everybody. I think I think I can understand their excitement. Yeah, so, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> this week was STEAM Week in the library here at Genesee Valley, and we did something kind of special to celebrate this chapter. Everett, can you share, what did you get to do in library this week? Um, we actually, while Miss um, North has the point, read us the seventh chapter of it, we got to eat pancakes, and they were actually really really good and I when I when I heard that we were having pancakes I, it's really rare to eat food in a library while listening to a book so I was pretty excited <laughs> that's kind of out of the norm isn't it <laughs> for sure for sure we don't, don't do that too much do we no so we should give a shout out to Miss burger because she helped make our pancakes and she did a wonderful job i she get a little nervous did. making food and she she swooped in and helped so thank you to miss burger for giving us our pancakes um 
so Everett, when you were able to sit and we were able to have pancakes, because you can't talk about maple syrup without having pancakes, I think those two things just go right together. Yep. Um, would you, what did you, what did you think about Steam Week? You know, it, it's been almost a year since we've been able to do Steam Week in the library. Did you miss it? Yeah, last year Steam Week, Steam Week was from the library, but this year, eating food in the library, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it will be some other activities next month, too, but uh, it was just nice to be able to do it again. What do you think, Mrs. N? Oh, we were very happy to bring it back. Very happy. It's been, it's been a while since we were able to do it, even though we had to shrink it down and take some, uh, take some different precautions to make sure everybody stayed safe. Uh, with uh, our touching and sharing, but we pulled it off, and I think the kids had a good time. I heard lots of laughter in the library, and uh, some students said, I don't know if I'm doing this right, and I said, oh, you're laughing. You're doing it right. So that's what Steam Week was all about. They were smiling and laughing. They were doing it right. So we were happy to have them. Awesome. So before we finish up for today, I always like to finish every episode uh, talking about our favorite characters in this chapter. So in Chapter 7, Sugar Snow of the Little House in the Big Woods. Everett, who was your favorite character this week? Um, my favorite character this week was maybe Pa. Because he, um, I liked him because he, um... He really, like, he does a lot of cool things that we really don't do today. That's why I really like him and learning what, like, they used to do. And every, everyone does cool things in the book we're reading. Yeah, he's pretty neat. He's pretty handy. Mrs. N, how about you? I'm going to go with my favorite character this week was grandpa because he made that maple syrup yeah gonna go with grandpa love my maple syrup so glad he stepped into the picture to show us how to do that yes and i have to agree i i'm gonna go with grandpa as well he seems pretty handy like pa uh but i loved how he came in he helped them get up set up for the whole year having enough maple syrup and he just seemed so knowledgeable he seems like someone i could learn a lot from so I want to thank both of you for joining us on this episode of GV Talks Books to talk about The Little House in the Big Woods, Chapter 7, Sugar Snow. And if you are listening from home and would like to follow along, you can find The Little House in the Big Woods at your local library or online. And we invite you to follow along with us. And we'll join in next week for Chapter 8. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you, the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page.